0: hello hello everyone welcome to another episode of this This is is sex Sex. hey girl hey hi ladies how you doing blessed and highly
1: favored it's a beautiful day day. (laughs) i got up on my own two legs
0: to be alive it is a beautiful day to be
1: alive i don't know about y'all but steve from blues clues this week uh, and for me and the people who grew up on, with me finding on, them man. damn clues okay first of all he said he was proud well first the first first of all is he apologized for ghosting us and i really that's a whole other episode i don't know what we're talking about today but can we talk about being ghosted because i realized mm-hmm. when he apologized that that was the first damn time he was yeah. here one day and he then the clues. Yeah. i thought we was happy and then he disappeared okay yeah. But he popped up and he apologized and it just and he it was okay. He, he did, and I was he like, really "Oh my god!" So like it. you have missed so realize much. Realize
0: anybody mean- who listens to us who are who are under the age of a smooth thirty-five, not gonna know what the <laughs> fuck we talking about?
2: <laughs> oh no, because my twenty-year-old was like, "That was pretty dang cool," and she has yeah, her I mean, T-shirt so. Um, Cool. it, it touched, it really touched my heart. It, I it actually, was like the conversation that we didn't know that we needed. Yes.
1: Okay. I, I shared the real thug here. I was like, like, <laughs> right. see we in yeah. a pandemic, Steve, like my gosh. Somebody said be blue for adults. <laughs> Well,
0: we are well, we're not here to talk about blue today, although nice that's lovely.
1: Steve, we love you. Yes, we do. we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, we missed you. We did. We did. Don't, don't go
0: away again.
1: <laughs> we uh, got kids in degrees, <laughs> husbands. <laughs>
0: uh, ladies, today I was thinking of talking about something that I think is actually a pretty um could be considered a pretty broad topic, but I figured we we, we could start talking about this. Um I want to talk about intimacy today Ooh. and kind of what it means what it looks like, mm-hmm. um, just intimacy in general. Mm. Um, because intimacy doesn't
2: always it, mean physical. it doesn't always mean sex.
0: It doesn't. And also I think there are many levels and layers to intimacy. And so what does it mean and what does it look like? Um, because I think intimacy in general is incredibly important for most relationships, not only sexual ones, but relationships with your family, your children,
2: oh, your friends,
0: mm-hmm. Um, so we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it.
2: Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. Um, the, the varying levels, I think when we talk about intimacy, just in general, people often defer to sexual acts Mm -hmm. and there's so much more thing. There's so many more things that can happen that are much more intimate than the physical
1: act of intercourse Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's this is a really good um conversation because oftentimes you hear like uh sex or sexuality sexuality and intimacy used interchangeably and so I think like these conversations are so important because we can really you know tease out some of those nuances like you know you can have sexual intimacy and you can have right. sex without intimacy you can have intimacy without sex and mm-hmm. so um you know I think it what you all have said about uh intimacy being a part of all relationships that's so big too because you know I think about like you know relationships with my friends and um in college, it was four of us. Well, it was my best friend, and then two stragglers that we picked up from our dorm. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember us learning the nuances in our little foursome of like, we all had various levels of relationships with one another, even though, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all had a clique.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you
1: know, there were different things that, you know, tied, you know, two of us together or three of us together, all of us together um, and and not everyone. And so, you know, it's it's so important that we really kind of talk about just the different types of intimacy. Because when I think about intimacy, I think about like, like a vulnerable, a shared vulnerable space, you know, maybe that's not a textbook answer, but in my mind, when I'm thinking about like intimacy, I'm thinking of closeness and not necessarily in a physical way.
0: Yeah, it can, yeah. Include, it can include being physical, but I like, I like that definition of a shared vulnerable space. I really do feel like that encompasses what intimacy is supposed to be like. And it it, it, it includes all relationships when you say it that way. Right. Romantic as well as platonic,
2: because Mm -hmm. I think we before we learn to be intimate in a romantic space, we have had those relationships that are platonic where we've really had to, you know, kind of bear it all, so to speak, and be um, have have that vulnerability um, and openness to communicating our fears, our hopes, our dreams, our desires, and all those things with someone that was more of a platonic relationship, a friendship. You know, even when you think about family, um, just having conversations that lend themselves to you kind of bearing your soul versus Mm. just bearing your body, which- I would say is is a much more vulnerable place to be, yeah. um, to let someone into your thoughts, your hearts, your desires, um, <laughs> than to simply disrobe. Mm-hmm.
0: I think a good example of that, right, is this podcast. Right, we have a shared vulnerable space here. I mean, we feel comfortable talking about a lot of different issues especially related to sex and sexuality um, understanding that a lot of people don't have that but how many mm-hmm. times have we shared <laughs> maybe when we did, when we shouldn't shouldn't have shared mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hashtag research okay but it's a it's a space that you that you can open kind of your heart and your mind up to and allow other people to experience that and i think that's important Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so then I have a question, right? So we have these different layers of intimacy. Why do you think then since there, since there are so many layers of so many different types of intimacy, why do you think people put so much emphasis and effort into the physical aspect of in- intimacy than all of the others? Because, you know, like, like you were saying down earlier, right? Like a lot of people use intimacy and sex very interchangeably and they're not the same thing at all. hmm So why so much effort and energy put on the physical aspect of intimacy, not the others? You know,
2: I, from, from my vantage point, I think it's because sex is more of a tangible thing that we can point to, that we can have more of an illustration or depiction of. Um, We know what sex how we define sex and what sex looks like to us. Mm. Um, we know and can better define a physical act than we can an emotional one. Um, and I just think I think that that's more of a, a westernized cultural viewpoint, unfortunately, but I do think that it's it's partly because we can see it better is almost like um, using the analogy of disabilities. We, when we talk about disabilities, we almost always look for, oh, are they in a wheelchair? Or do they look different? Oh, do they sound different? You know, something that's more tangible as opposed to someone who may have be, you know, um, living with depression or some mental health issues that can also be a disability, but we don't see those so we don't always relate them as quickly as we do the more physical beings. And I think, it's, I think that's part of the reason um, is that we, we can see a more physical, we can see physical intimacy easier than we can
1: other forms of it perhaps. Mm. That, that's a really good analogy because I'm thinking, you know, especially as a clinician, depression is the global leading cause of disability. And so uh, it's ironic that, you know, it's not the first thing we think of when we talk about um, disability. And so, yeah, I, I was thinking about that question you posed, Dr. Clay, and I, I think to echo what Dr. J said, it's, it's because physical uh, sexual intimacy is so explicit like we see that and it's called intimacy whereas you know other types of intimacy you know emotional spiritual what have you we don't necessarily call those intimate but if we're having a conversation like if you ask me in a different way I would give you that answer like these are things that I, I hold a sacred shared vulnerable space with people but I would not necessarily Label it intimacy unless, like, within the context of a conversation like this. Like, you know, I got my my church friends, or you know, have my people that I talk to about clinical stuff or whatever you know like or just spiritual not in the religiosity you know religious framework but just like purpose and meaning and you know all that kind of stuff and so um, but going back to my analogy with my friends from college I remember I was dating this guy and you know in college I was dating him and he introduced his boys to my girls so like we just had a crew with their crew and I remember like if we made plans he would say oh, you know, I can't tonight because like the boys and I are hanging out. And like, we used to always be like, okay, like like we're always together, like to the point that it was our default. So when he made a point to say like, they were like having intimate time together, <laughs> you know, we would just be like, okay you know like and we're doing that and but you know now you know it's interesting because even in college like those young men held their their group time sacred you know I mean some of that could have been them being you know some fuck boys too but but you know when they would like you know reference their time together like no, we balling or you know we're doing xyz and it's like we're always together but it's like that's that doesn't even register but like those times especially as people start to couple and you know become parents and get into their careers and we don't have it as much you realize like how important those things are just for like your soul you know like Mm -hmm. so we make a point now to like put like something on the calendar and you know we laugh about it like we actually have to like (laughs) and it sometimes it's hard with schedules like we have to schedule and reschedule but you know we have to be intentional because it is this shared place of vulnerability that we have with each other and it's something that you you nurture over time so yeah I think maybe because we just we when we hear or when we hear about intimacy or we talk about it, it is usually um it, when we're talking about uh talking about it in a sexual way unless it's like you know something ain't right in your relationship and then it's like there's no intimacy but mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then it kind of defaults to a negative
2: then but w- mm-hmm. if we I I would venture a guess to say, if we think about intimacy in its broadest context, that more intimacy takes place in communication and conversation than it does in a physical or sexual manner. Mm -hmm. Would you agree, Dr.
0: Cliff? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really glad you said that because it takes me, um, that statement actually takes me back to, again, we're all sharing. Um, I remember when my husband and I were in premarital counseling mm-hmm. and the pastor who was doing our counseling said something very similar, like, you know, marriage is a, is a business. It's a, it's a work in progress that you have to do. You have to you know work at every single day, but what you learn the older and the longer that you're married, right. Is that there are certain things that are incredibly important to you. Um, and that are, um, that are meaningful, like mm-hmm. some people like physical touch, some people like cuddling, some people like kissing, some people like sex, some people like, you know, making sure the house is clean and the, and the dinner is cooked or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, it, it actually reminds me of all the different layers of intimacy, right? Or like, I think um, a lot of people can, um, can think or can attribute to like the five love languages. Mm-hmm. I think that's another way of like how people discuss intimacy, what kind of is most important to you in relationships. And a lot of it stems back to, being able to communicate those expectations. And I I just remember that um, I'm saying, yeah, so that the most important thing that you have to do in any relationship is talk because you can't assume people know what you're thinking. You can't assume people, you know, when they hurt your feelings, whatever, but you have to speak. Um, And then once you talk, you can lay out expectations and and things and then things get easier. So it just, it, you resonated with me, Dr. J, sorry. You hit hit me in the chest, girl. You hit
2: me in the chest.
0: So Valen, from, a, from the clinical
2: perspective, from your professional expertise, oh, no. would you say, or I guess what would you say um, are some of the bigger um, areas of concern that people express to you when it's related to intimacy?
1: Mm, You know, my my first thought and going back to your original analogy with like disabilities and stuff uh, and not that mental health is is. Uh, disability because we all have mental health and then some people one in five will have mental illness but um I'm thinking about intimacy in terms of mental health like I talk to a lot of you know one of my areas of specialization is um the maternal population and so oftentimes in- intimacy comes up a lot we talk about sexual intimacy we talk about barriers with intimacy especially as it relates to parenting because that changes the nature of a relationship um Um, But also intimacy in um, that vulnerability in sort of disclosure and acceptance and asking for the concern or asking for the support or the type of support you would like Mm -hmm. and in need in dealing with like perinatal anxiety or perinatal depression or anything like that because sometimes you know people especially moms especially pregnant people will you know internalize or like okay well the baby is the priority so I don't want to bring this up and so some people really struggle with you know this is an issue but I don't know how to communicate to my partner you know I'm having this you know I don't want to leave the house with the baby because I think we might go out and get into an accident but like I don't want to worry my partner so it's sort of that you know sometimes we don't think about intimacy in terms of like this deep hidden layer of us, um, you know, and and getting, getting support or or allowing someone who we may have other types of intimacy with into that part of that part of yourself. And so sometimes like that will come up a lot. And oftentimes, like we just, we just talk about like um, what Erica said, like even just like communicating and like speaking it, because sometimes not everybody, but sometimes it's, you know, we've never like called it a thing. And then other times it's like, okay, how, like, we know this is a thing, but like, how do you bring in someone to this part? Like, is that going to be a deal breaker? Um, and so that, that comes up a lot, but you know, I always, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I really like working with the maternal population, um, because it's just, I mean, I think, like being pregnant, or with child, or trying to conceive, or right after you've conceived, like that um, fourth trimester, it's such a vulnerable place, and um, not to get too tangential, but you know, especially with like moms of color, I always think about how people are thinking about life and death, right, all the time, like like you're Mm -hmm. carrying a life, but when you think about like mortality and morbidity, like I mean, you're literally carrying life and thinking about maybe your own, um, you know, mortality, if the baby will survive. And then like, that's even before you start thinking about a pandemic or racism, you know, or like being killed by the cops and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's really like, I'm really in like the, the uncharted territory and like people's minds and like fears they've never told anybody. And so like, on the one hand, it's, it's it may be a barrier in their relationships and not just a romantic relationship. But ironically, Mm -hmm. on the other hand, we have a great deal of intimacy, my clients and I, because they're sharing that with me. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we cry and we laugh and we cuss people out and then you know like we get it out and then we'll figure out how to you know like communicate it more effectively but my sessions i mean as you can imagine are real and raw as hell so you know we wherever we go that's where we stay at you know what i'm saying so but it you know it is it is interesting that part of like you know maybe some barriers to intimacy and in other relationships but our relationship thrives on people being able to be vulnerable and me being able to be vulnerable in that relationship so that we can really get at the heart of like what might be coming up for folks.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so I have a question for both of you because that made me think of something. So you have the client clinician relationship and which is very different than perhaps the relationship they have with their mother who wants to tell them how to raise a baby or with their partner because um, they're not, you know, Satisfied with something that's going on at home. But how do you think that platonic, the intimacy and platonic relationships is differently fostered than that of a romantic relationship? And do you feel like, well, obviously they both have play, they have both have a place and they both are valued, but that sometimes the the balance is um, a bit skewed. So using, uh, uh, I saw this on television the other day, um, Oprah, Gail, and Stedman. So we know Oprah and Gail are thick as thieves, super tight. That's my ride or die, no matter what. Stedman, my man been over here, you know, for eons and eons and, the, the intimacy that may be expressed for the platonic relationship between the two versus the romantic relationship and the relationship between Gail and Stedman. Oh, okay, how That kind of plays out in, in real life relationships, you know, like we all have our bestie. We and our bestie yeah. may or may not always
0: be welcomed
2: you know what i mean
0: so i guess like <laughs> ooh that's deep so hopefully it my husband never hears this um, no <laughs> I, I was just going to say so i have i have a i have a best friend who i've had for um, we're approaching 20, 20 years i think mm-hmm. it's been so damn long 15 20 years something like that we're approaching that um and she and I are incredibly close, probably in ways that my husband and I are not close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's because I think intimate relationships with friends or platonic relationships are fostered different. They are, they don't have the same level of expectation. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like I can share with her, I can share with her shit like about my husband or like about family. And there's a lot less judgment. Yeah. Or I don't even want to, I don't know what the correct word is, but I just, I feel like I can share openly and there isn't any judgment Judgment. bias. There's nothing. She looks like we, we talk to each other really good to things very plainly. Whereas if I, you know, if I ask my, if I talk to my husband about certain things, and I don't know if that's just because we have, we have traditional roles in marriage or whatever, but he's, he's a, he's a fixer. So I can, I can be venting about my sister, for example. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, we need to talk to her and figure this out. And I'm like, no, see, I didn't ask you for all that. I mm-hmm. just needed to talk. I just needed to say all the things that probably make me a horrible person, but I need to get it out. So someone can say that, A, I'm not a horrible person, but B that, you know, this is how I can, mm-hmm. you know, move mm-hmm. from that. Right. Um, and it's interesting because before I got married, my best friend and her husband were married a long time. Um, and he calls us a threesome because whenever we used to, tra- before I got married, whenever we used to travel or go places, it was you were, like, we were gay, Huh? You were gay. Yeah, I was gay. But in a way, like it, we were, we're close enough that, for example, when we used to go travel, we would have one hotel room, two beds. and me and my best friend slept together. What?
2: Girl, and, and know, her I husband would, was would, so, my husband. Be the he was like, girl,
0: bye. You want to be
2: with her? Her husband to
0: like, <laughs> No, her husband was just like, you know what? Like y'all clearly need this, right? Like y'all have a relationship where y'all are y'all are spiritually connected. Mm-hmm. You need this to stay sane so if that means I get a whole bed to myself while y'all giggle until three in the morning Mm
1: -hmm. bye (laughs) See, I hope my best friend doesn't listen to this episode because both of (laughs) us are unmarried and I can see her saying see Valen we could do that like all you gotta do is just (laughs) let him know like yeah like that we could totally just do that I I don't
0: think he's like a normal husband but I think (laughs) that, like I think what like, I think what he's I think what he's recognized is that for her and I, we don't, and we live in different states. And so we don't see each other that often, but when we do, it's like a, it is like a, a a refill of the cup and he does his Mm -hmm. best to not like get in the way of that. And my husband is slowly learning that as well, but he still has the, well, I don't, why can't you talk to me about that? Because I can't say the same, same things to my husband, as I could say to my best friend, as I could say openly to y'all, like it's, it's a different ever relationship yeah it's a different level of intimacy and that doesn't make it any more important than any other I guess and I think that's kind of yeah I think that's kind of what this I wanted to talk about in specifically in this in this episode was that there are many layers of intimacy and there's not one that's any more important even though we as a society put a lot of importance on the sexual side Mm -hmm. of it yeah
1: I agree yeah yeah, me too. I was thinking the exact same thing because I'm like, yeah, how would like the Oprah Gill step I me mean, thing? Like, what's a good way to talk about that? And exactly what you said, Erica, I was thinking like that. Like, yeah, when I talk to my friends, it's um like when I talk to my girlfriends, it like there is like this. um non-judgmental empathy, right, like, not necessarily, like, we passed the, like, let me fix all your problems, because we all have a slew of our own, and we recognize that, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, I can just, I can literally hear whatever you have to share, you know, like, you fucked 20 men last night, or, you know, like, your Mm -hmm. mama is sick, or, you know, like, others at the job getting on your nerves, like, whatever it is, like, I can be in that space, and just, like, I can mm mm-hmm you you know what I'm saying not dismiss you but just truly hear it like girl that's tough like I feel you what you gonna do and just what you said Erica I think you know in a relationship you know non-platonic relationships you know they tend to be more of like okay I think some of that goes back into like gender roles and stuff like that but you know most of the time it's more or less like okay you brought this problem like well what you gonna do about what's your job you know next time he say you know blah 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 you need to
2: Exactly.
1: your mama's sick like we making a trip like what you trying to do and it's like no i just need to like i need to unleash this and that's not to say you don't have that in those relationships but that was like the first thing that came to my mind but i want to ask you a question dr j um you know since we're talking about intimacy from like a public health perspective Perspective, you know, for the for the the general public, like how 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 would you say intimacy as a topic? I don't want to say issue, but like how Mm -hmm. is intimacy a public health, public slash sexual health issue? Like that's a great appeal to folks. That's a great question. I think
2: when we talk about any health related issue whether that be chronic illness, whether that be uh, sexually transmitted infections, mental health illness, like all things we all need to have someone that we have the, the availability to speak with, to communicate with, to cry on, to share with, but also someone that will help us to help ourselves in whatever that health concern is that we may be facing. Um, and it's it's interesting because when I think of intimate conversations, we can talk about um, the diagnosis of a health issue for you, you personally or someone that you're dealing with or how a health issue in your community is impacting you um, and having conversations around how that makes you feel and almost going back to your mental health status, um, as well as your physical health status. So I'm mean, that's a great question though. Um, I, I think when I think of intimacy as it relates to health, I always think about freedom, freedom to the freedom to be able to share what I want to share, but also having that Freedom to choose. I mean, we've heard a lot about that lately for, you know, our pandemic. Um, but yeah, to to be able to have those conversations as it relates to to any of your your health status, your health concerns.
1: That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting here like snap snap. Yeah. Intimacy,
0: intimacy is a much more complicated thing than mm-hmm. I think most people mm-hmm. realize or most people take into account. Um, I think there are certain things that we kind of know or that come to us when we think of intimacy, you know, but we don't think about the different types, right? Like I think most of us think sexual intimacy, we think physical intimacy because those tie in together in a lot of ways. Um, but we But we don't think about... Um, affection and communication, and um, the other it types agreed. that, that hmm? and experiences. Yeah, yeah, and religious, and all the other things that kind of make us the person that we are, and and help shape the relationships that we have. And so it's it's more than we we I, we, I know this is a this is sex podcast, but intimacy is more than just sex. <laughs> it's a lot more than that. yeah
2: um, and to be able to share your most deep fears and be able to confide in someone that you can trust with that information, to be able to trust, not to want to use that information against you, but to, again, having, being able to free yourself to to get to the point of sharing with someone, I think is, the, the ultimate intimate act. I used to say back in the day when we would, when talk about like sexual intimacy, you know, I used to say that for me, kissing is the most intimate act because you don't mm. put a condom on your tongue. Mm. It's by default, you are going to exchange, you know, bodily fluids. You're not using a dental dam. You're not using a condom, you know. And
0: you can share a lot of stuff that you're not anticipating it, sharing. Uh-huh, sure right, that. with kissing. Um, and some but
1: people don't floss, i not mean, know we being serious, but yeah, no. <laughs> oral, oral care, care is serious. Let me tell you, there yeah. are a lot of people who don't understand that. People
2: <laughs> <So, like>, have <laughs> matured though, being able to have someone to share my fears, my desires, my mm-hmm. hopes, my dreams in a safe space, in a vulnerable space, mm-hmm. to me is much more intimate. Than simply thinking about, you know, having an intercourse.
1: Mhm. And intimacy takes, and intimacy. It takes time to develop. Like you know, it's it's work. It's ongoing work to to me because mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's leaning in. I mean, it's, sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes you know it could be trauma. It could be you know past relationships you know, maybe your daddy won't nothing, you know, a lot of people got daddy issues, mama issues, whatever, um, you know, and those are, you know, blind spots that we don't always think about, but it might be barriers to being able to lean into, um, you know, to, to share vulnerable places with, with other people. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Y'all done put heaviness on me tonight.
1: Okay, I'm like, dang. Okay, I thought you were talking about intimacy. Like, okay, like which orifice you gonna be putting it in tonight? We to find out so, <laughs> so much, much more than that next time. But so no. are we talking about that Brian, you know that that organ. So you know it's it's a lot going you know, on. People have to know, right? That that th-
0: physical and sexual intimacy is one aspect of intimacy. It's not the entire thing. Um, and there have to, there has to be effort given in other avenues and other, you know, in other areas to overall improve intimacy. And we can talk about how intimacy, you know, impacts desire and mm. relationships. We can talk about all of that, but it starts off really with like Dr. Jay was saying, communication in the very, very beginning. Yeah. And once you start there, then everything else can fall into place or
1: be a little bit easier to attain. So. Mm. I feel like we could have like, you know, a thousand parts to this conversation because everything, you know, it's, it's yeah, I definitely have thought about, um, you know, conversations we've had on this is sex. And I'm like, I know it's there's three of us talking and then, you know, however many thousands of listeners we have, but <laughs> sometimes like, you know, we'll talk and then I'm like, okay. Cause like y'all are my girl. So we have, we have this intimacy and I'm just like, you know, I'm just chatting it away. And then I like, I log off and I'm like, oh, other people going to hear this.
0: <laughs> and it's like, it's that's the thing
1: that's, that makes that's it the the right? great. But it also is like, oh, okay. Because we're we're sharing our intimacy with other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't get kicked out of the bar with everybody else. I got kicked out of a bar with y'all. Exactly. Because y'all are heathens. That's I'm, gonna do that that way is. I'm
0: an That's upstanding profession of all that
1: intimacy out okay Right. <laughs> um,
0: well i think this has been a good conversation mm-hmm. you can always expand upon this but i think this is a good this is a good start on the topic of intimacy because it is pretty broad
1: mm-hmm. I, I think so too And perhaps, you know, when y'all hear this, you know, give us feedback, like what are some things that help to promote and things that block you from being able to be vulnerable in your close relationships, romantic, platonic, what have you. So, um, you know, hit us up, DM us, drop us some comments, show us some love on IG, um, you know, and let us us know what your thoughts are, but we will catch y'all next time on... Peace is this